This week on Another Brother. And so I'm going to present before the brothers the first Another Brother relic. Oh my gosh. Lizzie's <laughs> just like, oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to be able to play this game. <laughs> yeah, honestly though. Four TVs, four different rooms. Extra long cables. Everyone had their own room, but you could still hear down the hall. When, <laughs> no! Mr. Parshall! <laughs> I loved it. And so she'd rather her little girl be into something that wasn't violent or anything. So she's like, yeah, let's can play. Let's <laughs> can play Animal Crossing. This is the first. Today we are fully graced with all students. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's all four of us. We haven't had all four on a on a segment before. Oh, congratulations, oh, right. listener! Yeah, 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 yeah. Aside from that unpublished episode that oh, you'll never gosh. hear. <laughs> Not even once we like start monetizing and you pay for Patreon and <laughs> maybe which... if we get a million likes on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but with that, I'm dramatically going to interject. Ooh. So, just last night, Heather and I got back from San Diego. We went to a concert where Anne Berlin performed. And so, I'm going to present before the brothers the first Another Brother relic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. That's fitting. Is that his? Steven. What? Christian threw this bottle into the crowd and hit you in the face, and I got it. <laughs> what? How? Why? We have his DNA. We should make more. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't see if he actually drank from it or not. It was one of those things he flung the water on the crowd. Oh, and then he just ended up chucking the bottle well, too. Fingerprints. Yeah, yeah, for sure. His fingerprints would definitely be on this. DNA. There's got to be saliva uh, in that bad boy. It like, maybe. so we were like maybe 30 feet from the stage. I made Heather get up there pretty close with me. Were you not in the middle of the mosh? No one was moshing. Oh, no one knew Amber Lucky. What? Oh. It was like, who was that? Sad. They were there for really? Yellow Card. Uh, it was Yellow Card's tour. Yellow Card is so overplayed. So I was like, wait, you know, wait, wait. Yellow Card was the, the headliner? headliner? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've never. I, I don't know Yellow Card. They're big, though. I know Ocean I know Avenue. Are, but it, was, like, it was their yeah. 20th year anniversary of Ocean Avenue, which was a huge album. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Um, That's sad. I imagine Amberlynn just didn't want to do a full, full-on tour. They didn't really want to get back together. They just wanted to play for a little bit. No, they're... Come on, they just released that whole EP. Anyway. Maybe. 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 I think they're getting back at it. But so you're the only one cheering. I was pretty much... No, no. Everyone was... was getting into it ish but i was like one of the only people around singing so but i made her get up close of course <laughs> on the last song feel good drag mm, of course classic at the end you see him drawing the crowd in collecting them right in front of him and like i knew like i had to make a move so like i hit it i got right up there with everyone and he jumps into the crowd no way, he did <gasps> he did i've never seen him do that <laughs> and I had to stop myself before I like full on fanboyed 
<laughs> and pushed my way all the way in to touch him. Like I was so close. Oh, Here's, I, you should have. This I is would've. a picture. <laughs> and then taking something out of his pocket. Some more <laughs> DNA. That, yeah. Anyway, this was the real. <laughs> this water bottle. That was the real. Gongshi Fatai. Yep. Gongshi Fatai. That's how you say cool in Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 it really rolls off the tongue. Uh, everything does in that language. <sighs> Jelly. Never been to an Amberlin concert. Oh. Definitely never went out out of state to see thrice. Yeah. What? <gasps> I thought it was only twice. Thrice. All I've in been Salt Lake. To uh, yes, always in Salt Lake. Dang. Okay, the outdoor venue was awesome. The free concert was pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, you went to. a Oh. <laughs> what? I meant San Diego. Jacob had a fly. Oh, San Diego's was an outdoor. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was. Did they right. play downtown Salt Lake? Gallivan Plaza in downtown Salt Lake for free. Was it on the Facebook, Twilight series? The day of. No. Oh. No, because Twilight series happens in the park. Right. That's why I was. Okay. It was in the winter, which kind of sucked. But on Facebook, they were just like, Salt Lake, we're coming to Salt Lake today. What? Today, be the at Galvan Plaza by six or something like that. And it was again hosted by X96, yeah, which mm. sucks. And Berlin, if somehow you guys are listening to this, ditch those losers. <laughs> Their mixers are terrible. Their audio guys are crap. I could mix it better than that. Well, and if we get a million, a million likes, we might email them that. <laughs> I actually don't know that I could. <laughs> I don't think I could mix it that well. I've never done anything Have you ever that loud. Open? I mean, I've mixed plenty of live music, but nothing rock, nothing anywhere near that loud. Yeah. And I'm sure the volume has <laughs> some unique challenges that come with it. Nah, those guys just suck. Nevertheless, it's just not good mixing. I've got a friend. Mark, 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 Mark could mix it way better. And now for something completely different. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure we were completely on the same page about what we were talking about tonight. I hope so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. My, my, my thought was like super early video game memories that were like ones that cemented us as gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Those early memories yeah. that are like, oh, this game's amazing. I need to be a gamer forever. <laughs> yeah. I have two. Oh. Wow. So I guess I'll start. Yeah. Sure. Do it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a big amalgamation, but I'll say one. I, Jacob was there for sure. So he'll know. Okay. So <laughs> Xbox, Halo, LAN parties. Of course. Of course. Of course. But specifically together against jacob's friends and one of jacob's friends in particular jason jason <laughs> we've talked you. about uh his character's name oh, was mr remember. partial <laughs> okay our high school principal oh. our, oh. so like right. every year that i went to mcnary i had a new principal each single year McNary's <laughs> huh. Not so mr partial right. was the oh, he must have been the third principal he sucked and so, oh no, the name was Mr. Partial Sucks, I think. But anyway, <laughs> um, so whenever you killed Mr. Partial, <laughs> you were like, yeah! <laughs> but every time, and Jason was a good sniper. He was really oh, yeah. good at that game. Mm. Every time he killed you, you got so angry. And it's 
and it's just because that name really just and you think you got angry <laughs> how much older was i than him i got so mad because <laughs> i remember line parties where he was playing hmm. too yeah yeah he was good at the church four tvs four different rooms extra long cables <sighs> everyone had their own room but you could still hear down the hall when <laughs> Mr. Parshall. <laughs> I loved it. That so good. Yeah. Some something about I mean, that was it. I was like, if this is video games, then this is life. <laughs> <laughs> and that turned out not to be true. Yeah. But that's like my my number one, I think. Land parties. Okay, we've got time for number twos. Ew. Uh we'll go back around. But someone else. <laughs> Me? Okay. Yeah, you. My Mine is way earlier than that. When I broke my leg, eight years old, uh, yeah, I woke up in the hospital on Christmas morning because I broke my leg on Christmas Eve. And it was weird. I was disoriented. But, you know, there were presents. I unwrapped, I think I remember unwrapping a model of a submarine, like a plastic 150-piece model or something like that hmm. that I assume I put together later. I don't remember because I guess video games was what I was all about after this. <laughs> but I also remember this tiny little Radio Shack Christmas tree that was a PCB. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. The uh, PCB is like a, like a printed, computer board. Yeah, printed circuit board. Motherboard, circuit board, whatever. And it had giant fatty red leds all over it yeah and a switch so like a lot of pcbs are green so it was, the the tree was green because it was just a bare pcb with these lights all over it and it had a switch and switches on I, I don't know where it came from but i totally remember that though i have no clue i wasn't alive right <laughs> but eventually <laughs> they wheeled in a toys r us cart that had a crt on it and a super nintendo and they kind of had paneling all over it, so that it kind of sort of looked like an arcade machine. Hmm. And like it was clear that this was from Toys R Us, so that you wanted to go to Toys R Us later, I guess. But it had Star Fox in it. Oh. And I just laid in bed with an IV in my wrist oh. because they couldn't get me anywhere else for some reason. Yeah. I had bad veins, apparently. But I didn't care. I didn't care how much it burned with that IV in my wrist. I played that Super Nintendo game. I, I, I don't know how long. Uh, memories are not great from that period of time. But uh, I think that might have been where I learned to like deal with trauma <laughs> through playing yeah. video games. Like, <laughs> forget what's happening around you and just play this game for a little while. Well, there is a study that says if you uh, experience a traumatic event, go play Tetris. And that helps you organize process it. Through yeah, the it. Soviets would mm. love that. Mm. <laughs> they created it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's the Soviet. Some, yeah. Someone in Russia yeah. made it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that. That was it for me. That was uh, that game. I was like, oh my gosh, these these animals can fly spacecraft and and they have personalities. That makes so much more sense. A story. In case this hasn't been said, this is we're talking about the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So like. They were animals, but nothing looked that great because it's... Yeah, they looked like really low-quality uh, Muppets. It had a, it had a <laughs> pixelated frog, right? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> if, it didn't, if the game didn't tell you it was a frog, you wouldn't have known? No, I knew. I, I mean, I could tell that it was a frog. Well, also, there was that iconic cover art yeah. for the game where they 
made these stuffed animals of all the characters that were like really lifelike. It makes a lot more sense because I've never really liked the game, mm-hmm. but you love it. I huh? do. And yeah. when the Nintendo, when like this, what was it the Switch remake? No, Wii U. Wii U remake came out. I know you were like all over it. I was like, eh, I'm trying to be excited. What about Star Fox 64? Yeah, you didn't like Star Fox 64? Not really. I mean, oh. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't Man, my I've got, favorite. I've got lots of memories of multiplayering that one in their little battle arena. With us? Well, I'm not sure, actually. I remember playing at the Nelsons. Mm. I do yeah. remember playing, playing Nelsons. Playing in the arena. Yeah, you know, that sounds right. Yeah, good. Well, I didn't think about mine until just now. You mean um, you didn't come up with it? Surely you didn't come to this recording unprepared. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I didn't expect Josh to pick one so late in life. <laughs> so I was, I was trying to think of one's experiences even earlier. Mm-hmm. Thinking mm-hmm. about duck hunt at grandma's house. Sure. Yeah. Super scope. Mm. at home after we got our first super our, yeah. after we got the super nintendo which we didn't Christmas. get until after i broke my leg yep and dad would actually play on the super scope with us that was pretty mm-hmm. cool to see um but the one i thought of smash bros at whitaker middle school oh at the game club during lunchtime during lunch yeah. hour oh, yeah, lunchtime yeah. there's game club out in a portable out Oh, you had to go out in a portable. Is that a portable bomber? Oh, it was great. Yeah, I'd rather go with a portable than the freaking cafeteria. Because there was nothing in there. Like it wasn't a classroom. Eat, eat, Hmm. I don't remember being a classroom. I just remember the oh TV set up and you had a couple N sixty fours and some other things. I forgot about that. Lunch, you just go out to this portable, play Smash Bros on the N sixty four, and I guess similar thing to like the land parties where it's playing with your against your peers they're right there reacting in real time you know the people get it gets heated people get angry and there's lots of screaming like excited yeah screaming not anger dang that would have been fun yeah it it was amazing there were no such thing as four player games when i was doing that in middle school um i mean i remember it vaguely i never really partook i don't there was no 64 when i was in middle school oh dang yeah. that was good uh, we played alex is that old nes <laughs> games like the original nintendo oh. and a little bit of super nintendo and some apple II. what apple II games in, on floppy disk in middle school <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what we had in our game lab anyway oh, wow. i'm glad they got a budget increase before i came along yeah i'm surprised they did that at all you know why why, yeah. why would why would they have it's true yeah i think that was cut because I, I don't recall anybody ever talking about clubs at all well, <laughs> well it wasn't really a club it wasn't because well, it was during lunchtime so it wasn't anything, after school it really is pretty crazy that they had it at all like esports wasn't even a thought right i mean esports were around but nowhere near any kind of mainstream popularity I feel like that was kind of a word of mouth thing because I don't think I learned about it until I knew you were doing it. And then I would go and I would watch during lunches. I'd be like, yeah, it looks pretty fun. Wait, you guys were in middle school together? Yeah. No. No? No. No. You're three years apart, so that would have been... Oh. Well, I don't know who it was slide. (laughs) You should have. Probably me. (laughs) I mean, we would have been in middle school together for a year. No, no, but I was like in eighth grade and I was aware of 
younger grades that were doing it. Hmm. So if it wasn't Jacob's grade, I don't know who mm-hmm. it would have been. I don't, know. I don't remember seeing any girls there. So <laughs> it might have been sexism that kept you from. Yeah, no, I never. Probably not. I don't think this is a thing. I don't know, I, maybe. I, well, I guess that's true. That's 12 years after you I did it. And seven, seven years, years by that point, people might have been a lot more anti video game. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> he was inaugurated when I was in sixth grade. So. See? Dang it, Obama. <laughs> Man, Michelle's all like, let's make kids healthy again. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Wii. <laughs> that stupid open window picture are you sure you don't want to take a break outside <laughs> oh I'm in the middle of Zelda here <laughs> my turn okay well Jacob took what I was going to say basically <laughs> Wait, really? I was going to say Melee oh, but it was okay. mostly watching you guys because I didn't really get to play <laughs> but I was excited to get older so I could play <laughs> <laughs> he's just like oh man I can't wait <laughs> I can't wait to be able to play this game <laughs> yeah honestly though I thought all the characters were cool you got and, to play other games well and it it led into so I mean you guys didn't want to play with your weird little sister and so I would play single player games so by myself so weird so little <laughs> so and so I started playing Ocarina and Alex had helped me yeah I was expecting mm. you to talk about this one but I wouldn't have cared if I mm didn't think Smash Bros. was so cool because Link was in Smash Bros. That's uh, and I wanted to know all the characters. Interesting. I thought it was cool. But then yeah, Ocarina, I guess, was like the the first video game that consumed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well you didn't have much of a life to consume, so it wasn't very hard. At that age. Because you were what six? Wait wait a minute. Probably like first, yeah. I I you said that I Beat it on your mission. Is that right? I don't remember. I guess I was pretty little, though. Yeah. It's a worthy what? game. Not to bring timelines into question again. Well, I don't. Well, we're talking about Zelda, so timelines are <laughs> <laughs> off limits. Was it Smash Bros. N64 or Melee? Melee. Because we wouldn't have had the N64 in Ocarina. We had it on the GameCube. Ocarina? Yeah. yeah. The Master Quest disc uh-huh. on the GameCube. I had that thing oh, up really? until, like, years ago <laughs> which had the original and then okay. the one where they reverse and remix all the mm-hmm. maps dispute oh, except yeah or i guess they they mirrored and remixed them mm-hmm. hmm. what about animal crossing <clears throat> well when i was gonna ask because i was so young i don't remember what games came out at what point what i might have played first but i do remember mom and Jacob, I guess, also teaching me how to play Animal Crossing. Heck yes. And I know mom was okay with it because she knew that I would be playing video games because you guys did. And so she'd rather her little girl be into something that wasn't violent or anything. So she's like, yeah, Sexy. Liz can play <laughs> Liz can play Animal Crossing. And that, yeah, that's a problem because I've spent way too many hours on that franchise. Not all of our games that we play were violent, just the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, pretty much all of them. No, I mean, you've got uh, for Mario Kart. Animal Crossing, Didn't play Mario it. Kart. Didn't play it. Um, <laughs> not Stardew uh-huh. Valley. Um, the Farm Harvest, Harvest Moon. Hardest Moon. Oh, that too, though. I got, yeah. Wario's Woods. No. Uh, and that was on that was Super me. Nintendo. Yeah. No one played that but Mom. <laughs> I did. I liked it. But mom did consume that rapidly. So can I ask if your choice in games or whatever 
No, that's a weird way to ask this. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your favorite family of systems, Jacob? Well, are you talking about I brand? Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're talking like Sony versus yeah, Microsoft right. versus Nintendo. PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Sony, right. Other than the Xbox, all I've ever had is Nintendo consoles. So it has to be Nintendo by default. Alex, Nintendo, Nintendo, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Nintendo and I'm Xbox. And all the mem- the memories we chose are also in a line with those mm-hmm. systems. I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> I loved watching you guys play Halo. And then uh, when you guys got Fable, I'm not oh, sure no. if you oh, Fable. let me play it. I'm pretty sure I remember sneaking in your room often <gasps> and playing games. But there's no way you didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. know. I, I played Fable as a kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> Inappropriate. And Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> that one's. Yeah. I forgot that we even had that. I didn't like I it. I didn't play that it. Was oh, that was too far for me. I, I love Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> I like it now. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I didn't play it as a kid. I don't. I, I like know what I was games doing. like it, but not. Oh, it. and Morrowind? Oh, Elizabeth. Uh, that oh, yeah. And what? Morrowind? You were playing I that too? Yeah, I did. So did I. I, that was my game. I know. <laughs> I, coming back from my mission, I think you were like, "You gotta get into this oh, game. It's amazing." It was. It was the first like real open well, world yeah, I just sandbox. Liked running around. I loved it. Yeah, but I couldn't actually do anything. I couldn't. I don't even know if I could really read. It's a pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> you couldn't read. No Forget way. about. Well, okay. Old here's school the RPGs. Thing. So, Alex, you said <laughs> at my wedding at our uh, mm-hmm. dinner yeah. that you said that I beat ocarina while you're on your mission and you were so proud well i had a better memory at that point in time than i <laughs> okay, do now okay well so that's what record. you said okay so i was eight but i i remember playing ocarina and animal crossing and i didn't i was i was a very slow reader like i i didn't read very well until i was like 10 <laughs> or something i i the for what? a while in second grade they thought maybe i was dyslexic or something mm-hmm. and so i was playing ocarina could read like three words <laughs> and I beat it somehow. Dang. So I was playing all in Animal Crossing. I could kind of read, kind of just figure out what to do. I definitely assumed you were able to read everything. A little, but. Yeah, that's really like, impressive then. Playing it again a few years later when I could read, maybe like when I was 12 or something specifically, I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. I just kind of. Was like, I want a horse. I'm going to go to where there's horses. I don't know. <laughs> like, too <Right>. fast. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a really great idea to just defeat this temple thing over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might just go do that. Ah, So, this segment is going to perhaps be called something like culinary cornucopia, because I like food, and I just want to talk about food in general. I'm not going to try to do any, like, this is how you cook this on a podcast, because that's stupid. I'm, you got to you, you want to see how it's being cooked, you know? You don't want to yeah. just listen to something. Really, I don't even want that. I just want to eat it. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But uh, I still want to talk about food. So 
I've apparently always enjoyed food. I'm sure that's something, I mean, that's something mom likes to say a lot. <laughs> yeah. Can I share a memory real quick? Oh, sure. <laughs> You're not going to like this. Oh, good. The black cherry Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Dumping cinnamon, cinnamon into oh, it. Oh, yeah. What? Dad got oh. so mad. <laughs> yeah. just, Alex just unloaded cinnamon into our massive black cherry Kool-Aid container it just Gross. makes sense to me that and it would like, taste good stirred it up with the wooden spoon and it just sits on the top and it just all comes yeah. out in the first cup that's, you know that's the problem with it <laughs> wouldn't you cook i still stand by that though uh, I, I i think that should be good i just don't know how to get the flavor in there good do you infuse the cinnamon i mean i guess i'd have to get a stick and like cook Boil it in there for a little while yeah. yeah awesome wouldn't you cook ham steaks directly on the burners wouldn't do you is that what you said didn't you do did, that did, did i yeah i don't remember doing that i melted a lot of plastic yeah but I and never... i thought the house was burning down and mom wasn't home and i was scared out of my mind i was there you yeah you and you <laughs> yeah, were the, the, the cousin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well now we know i'm not the foodie <laughs> <laughs> and alex was at a very very young age I, I tried to put my finger on why i've always enjoyed food and loved food I haven't gotten there yet, so maybe maybe in another segment I'll finally get to say what my feelings are about why I like food so much. But when I was waiting to turn 19 before I could receive my call to serve a mission for our church, I was just inexplicably drawn to Food Network and all of the Italian cooking shows that they had. Uh, which at that point in time, I think was really just Molto Mario. Yeah. And it turns out that he's not a great person, but... Oh, wait, Emeril was definitely around by then, wasn't he? Yeah, but Emeril's... He didn't always do, like, Italian food. Okay. He just did... He did his food. He did Emeril. Got it. But Molto Mario was always Italian food. Wait, this... Sorry, this was before your mission call? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so before you even knew you were going to Italy. Before I knew I was going to Italy. Huh, nice. I just wanted to watch I all see. of this stuff. And then I finally got my uh, call to Italy. And food was not the same. <laughs> <laughs> food is just a completely different thing outside of the United States, I think. I can't really speak for other countries other than like perhaps Europe, Italy specifically. But in Italy, food was so affordable, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Define food. Like, no, no, I mean, <laughs> like, sure, sure, sure. prepared Everything food. that you need <laughs> to cook your own food. Okay. Like, so go on groceries. Groceries. Yes, groceries. But not just groceries. Because groceries were so affordable, so were restaurants. I would go to Italy and get a pizza that was about maybe 14 inches across. And that's supposed to be eaten by one person because it's really thin crust and the toppings are generally more sparse. The cheese is more sparse. It's just about really delicious, high quality bread, some simple tomato sauce that's not seasoned with much more than just salt, maybe a little bit of sugar, really good, high quality mozzarella, and then a few other things maybe. Like um, my favorite pizza when I was there was called the uh, Capricciosa. Which was a sort of a variation on another pizza, which was called Quattro Stagioni. Quattro Stagioni was the four seasons, and the pizza was broken up into quarters. One quarter of it had artichokes, 
Uh, Sorry. Another one had Kalamata olives. Another had mushrooms. And another had ham. And uh, strange choice in seasons. I'm, I've never thought about why those well, are the four seasons. I, I don't like know. seasonings or no, like, no, like time year. of year. Oh, the four seasons. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> oh, I guess we can't refer okay. to <laughs> seasonings <laughs> as seasons, they're just seasonings, right? Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, <laughs> language is hard. <laughs> But the Caprichosa just had all four of those ingredients, uh, toppings all over the pizza, mixed instead of broken into the... Anchovies? No anchovies. Our ham. Uh, I'm sorry, I said carchofi because I couldn't think of what the name artichoke. was in English. It's artichoke. You said artichokes? Artichokes and anchovies. Oh, I take, I, I take back my ew. Okay. Okay. Let's okay, go yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Ham, ew. artichoke hearts, kalamata olives, and mushrooms. Delicious. Uh, an eight ounce ball of mozzarella, which is normally the quantity of mozzarella that you buy at even in America, an eight ounce ball, fifty cents in Italy. Wow! You'd spend three fifty to five dollars depending on the grocery store here in America. At the time, now yeah. you would yeah right right. So this is between two thousand four and two thousand six. I don't know what a ball of what mozzarella costs now. now costs now. Mm. And I don't know what it costed. Costed? What it what it cost? There it is. I don't know what it cost in America at that point in time either, because yeah. I wasn't doing any cooking then. Yeah. Okay. Not really. I was putting cinnamon. But the great thing about being a missionary in our church in Italy was that. A, you had a well-established support system because there's just always missionaries there. Year-round, we've got missionaries in Italy. So you go to Italy and you're just put into the constantly changing group. And then eventually you become part of that support system for someone else. So we've had missionaries in Italy for since the 60s, I believe. And you cannot be a missionary in Italy without learning how to cook. Because you have to feed yourself a lot of the time. And there's nothing to cook in Italy other than Italian food. You can't go get Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> hmm. You can go get hot dogs, but you're probably not, well, back when I was there. Again, everything that I say about Italy is about when I was there in 2004. I don't remember. I, I do. I do remember hot dog buns. So I guess you could subsist on hot dogs <laughs> if you really wanted to. But. We're encouraged to learn the culture and pretty much everyone was really interested in cooking. There were some missionaries that didn't have the aptitude or interest and so they didn't really learn and hope they, they kind of hoped that they had a companion that would do it would. and they would do the dishes <laughs> right. while the companion did the cooking. Yeah. But yeah, so I basically learned to cook for two years in Italy on food that was much higher quality than what you can get in America even today. Probably far better quality than what you get in America today than compared to what you got in America in 2004 because I think our food quality is just continuing <laughs> to go further and further downhill. I am not an expert on this subject. Uh, I remember a history teacher talking about farming subsidies having to do something with food quality degradation in, in huh. America. Hmm. 
Well, for instance, I did just read today that high fructose corn syrup is the sweetener of choice in America because mm-hmm. the government decided to subsidize the farming of corn, which made corn and corn-based ingredients cheaper for people to acquire. And since it was so sweet, high fructose corn syrup, once it was created, so sweet and so cheap, that's what we use. But new new research, I guess this isn't new research. I think it's a new, what do you, what do you call that in the um, review? A new review of all the research that's out there posits a new like uh, position on the exact biological pathway for why high fructose corn syrup causes obesity. But the mm. connection between high fructose corn syrup and obesity is well documented and has been for a while. That's why it's talked about in Parks and Rec. Sweetums. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in Italy, they didn't, they didn't do that. For one thing, corn isn't as nearly as abundant or as cheap. So they just use sugar. Hmm. Things weren't super processed like here. Like the pasta that yeah. you ate, even the dried pasta was like two or three ingredients. The flour and the water necessary to make it and then they dry it and that's it. How can that be tasty, though? You salt the water and you put sauce on it. That's 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 <laughs> my so favorite bland. thing about. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about like truly. Well, I can't say truly good food, but there's a lot of good food that's just so simple, like the food that I want to bring up this week. I recently decided to try making some cultured butter from scratch. Wow. Cultured butter is the butter that, that they the eat in Europe, right? <laughs> yeah. They go to the opera. <laughs> they like Mozart. <laughs> no. Uh, we're talking about like probiotics yeah. cultures, living organisms in your dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Europe, they don't generally pasteurize their dairy. I'm not really sure why we do it here. I'm sure there was a historic reason for mass producing dairy and making it sure really sure that it was going to be safe that's what they do it's probably the distribution storage and right shelf life and just how gross we are (laughs) (laughs) i mean eggs you eat eggs at the grocery store and they're already three or four weeks old you know and they're only good for another two two weeks right so that's not the only difference between our dairy and europe's dairy the cows in Europe tend to get more beta carotene. And I think that has to do with being more grass fed than our cows. Hmm. We've started, not started, it's been quite a while now. We feed them all kinds of stuff. Like even if you go to the Tillamook cheese factory, which we're all huge fans of, you can see on the wall a display of a bunch of clear canisters attached to the wall. There's like 20 of them. All of these different components that go into the food that they feed the cows that get milked, that get then turned into the cheese. Mm. But you, go ahead. <laughs> did you hear the story a number of years ago of the semi truck that like broke down and it's just a bunch of red Skittles fell off the back of the truck. <laughs> and like the conspiracy was that these beef were being finished on red Skittles <laughs> because it <laughs> colorizes their meat. Gross. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. The dairy. <laughs> yeah. So the milk, because they're, I think, more grass-fed, they get more beta-carotene, because apparently there's more beta-carotene in grass, which I didn't know. The milk comes out more yellow than white. And so their butter is, like, really yellow. 
Whereas most of the butter here in America is really white. So there's that difference. But then also they don't pasteurize the milk. So there's usually stuff in the milk still. What does that mean? Cultures. Floaties? There's probiotics. (laughs) (laughs) Things that are going to be good for your gut. And so when they make their butter, it has a flavor that's a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit more like yogurt or sour cream. It's cultured like yogurt or sour cream. So I tried to find some raw milk here, some some raw cream. And there's a farm nearby. I think it's called Maddox Family Farms. Their website didn't show dairy products because I don't know how legal it is. Contraband. That's right. I I, I don't know how legal it is. There, there, There are legal reasons why they probably can't put that up there. You can get it. I know you can. Yeah. But... Um, Larissa knows someone who gets their raw dairy. So I'm trying to get that information and I will remake this. But (laughs) the way you do it, if you can't get your hands on non-pasteurized cream, eels, going to freak out a lot of Americans. It kind of freaks me out, but I did it and it's fine. You're only going (laughs) to freak out about 10 Americans, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So I took a full pint of heavy whipping cream and dumped it into the mixing bowl of my stand mixer. And then I took, I think it was a a cup of cultured buttermilk, which I could get from Winco just fine. I dumped that in too, covered it, stuck it in the corner of our kitchen Uh, for more than 36 hours at room temperature. And it started to get really thick on top. Like really, really thick. Like it was turning into yogurt because it basically was turning into yogurt. What? Oh. (laughs) For the listeners who can't see me. (laughs) I'm just very disturbed. (laughs) I'm lactose sensitive. So now I'm like lactose terrified. (laughs) (laughs) We leave butter out to eat and you just put some on your toast. You shouldn't do that unless it's uh, Uh, salted. It's always... Well, well, mom bought salted. Okay. So, yeah. No, maybe. If, mm-hmm. if it's the butter that's left out to be put on bread, it was probably salted. Generally, you use salted butter as a condiment and unsalted butter for cooking and baking. Because you add your salt. Because you want to control mm-hmm. your sodium as precisely as possible when cooking and baking, especially when baking. Don't worry about Liz. You're still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so once... It was done doing that for like 36 hours. I stuck it in the fridge to get the bowl and the cream nice and cold. Oh, and the um, the whisk attachment for my mixer. Put that in the fridge too. Get that nice and cold. Oh, huh. Once everything was as cold as, as it was going to get, take it out, put it on the mixer, uh, set it to the lowest speed for a while because it's going to splash everywhere if I don't. And you just let it sit there and it starts to, it turns into whipped cream first. And then as you watch it, it starts to turn into what's called broken whipped cream. Like the, the like peaks that mm. form start to get like weirdly broken yeah, and I've choppy. Yeah, heard about that on Great British Bake Off. It just means you've over whipped it and you're starting to turn it into butter. Mm. You're starting to cause, I, Alton Brown would know the science. I, I don't know the science exactly, but. You're doing something to the proteins that are causing them to glob together with the fat 
and the watery products are separating out. So you should start to see like the buttermilk is, is what it is. Buttermilk is the product uh, of whipping dairy until it becomes butter. And you get the solids and the liquids. And the liquid is the buttermilk. Is that like syrup? The buttermilk syrup? What, what's, <laughs> what's, what? what's buttermilk? I, mean, I just told you. I've heard it. I just told you. Buttermilk is all the liquids that come taste. out of cream what, when you make butter. What you do with it? Well, you can bake with it. The best... I think the best recipes for red velvet cake use buttermilk and vinegar, hmm. which sounds weird, but the final product doesn't taste like vinegar, It, but it does interact with the, for some reason, buttermilk is acidic. I'm not sure of all the reasons. Yes. Probably lactic acid. From whipping from the it lact- so much. Stuff. I, I, I don't know. but uh, So buttermilk pancakes, you're using buttermilk as... Just a core ingredient for baking. To help with the leavening. Mm. It helps with the leavening because it reacts with the uh, baking soda or baking powder to just like when you make those uh, baking soda and vinegar volcanoes in school. It does exactly that. It creates those bubbles Hmm. in the batter. And then as you cook it, uh, everything around the bubble just kind of solidifies and it's nice and airy and light, Hmm. which is exactly what I did with the buttermilk that I made from making this butter. I used... So I had some pancake mix. I could have made it from scratch, but I didn't. I just dumped it into some pancake mix, and they're really good pancakes. <laughs> I have them in the freezer still. But uh, the butter that resulted from it was extremely soft, like crazy soft. The hard part is you have to take the butter out of the buttermilk and have a couple bowls of ice water ready to go. And you squeeze the butter dunking it into the ice water to keep it from melting onto your hands and it's becoming liquid that you can't work with. You squeeze more buttermilk out of it. And (laughs) I'm sure... This is crazy. I don't know how to do this well at home. I followed the instructions of a French chef that I found on YouTube, Chef Jean-Pierre. He's really cool. Very funny guy. Young guy. No, he's not. Oh, I saw a guy on YouTube who's French. Well, there's a lot of those, I'm sure. (laughs) The chocolatier. No, he's cool though. I'm sure professional butter makers have a better way of getting more water content out of the butter than just trying to squish it with your hands. (laughs) But you're like going between, you you start in the one bowl of ice water and you're like squeezing and get out, get out buttermilk, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) And then when that water is all white and no longer transparent, you go to the other one and you just keep doing that. And uh, at that point, you if you're serious about butter making, you have wooden paddles that shape the butter. I mean, there, there are a lot of people in the world that do this because it's it tastes so good, guys. Like, you don't even know. <laughs> it's so I good. picturing someone who's, like, really serious about butter making. <laughs> <laughs> like a professional? Well. Not like a crazy hobbyist. person? <laughs> <laughs> there are French people that get very serious about butter making, like, they they get crazy about it, but you have these wooden paddles that allow you to manipulate the butter and shape it so you're not touching it with your hands and making it softer again. You shape it, roll it up in wax paper or whatever you're going to do, stick it in the fridge. If you want to salt it also, you know, salt it while you're right before you shape it, mix the salt in. Uh, that's what I did. So I'm not sure exactly how safe it is to leave cultured butter out when mm. when it's salted, but 
the best research I could find was that if it's salted, you're going to be okay. Just uh, don't leave it too long. Eat it. So I do. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> on on some really good bread with some honey. Homemade bread. Um, I, haven't, I haven't gone that far yet. To wrap things up real quick on a completely different note, <laughs> now that Liz brings up the bread. <laughs> we don't buy sliced bread anymore. I buy loaves of French bread baked at the bakery of the grocery store every free, every few days when we need bread. We use one of those plastic containers from the Winco muffins. Mm-hmm. So after I've cut a chunk out of the middle of the bread, I put the two ends together and it will fit diagonally in the muffin container. <laughs> and then I just keep slicing off slices from the center, continuing to push the two halves together to keep it from drying out in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the crust isn't crispy anymore. It, it does get soft, but when you toast it, it does get crispy. It's just way better. It's way better, way better bread experience than getting <laughs> pre-sliced <laughs> bread in America. Cause our bread is terrible. Our bread is cake. It's stupid. The end. <laughs> I think you need to make German pancakes with your homemade butter. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I oversalted this butter. So huh. next um, time. Actually, that would actually be pretty good. I think I generally think that a little extra salt would go well oh, in the German yeah. pancakes I've had. So I've got a lot of it. I should I should do yeah. that. I wonder if raw milk will work in my tummy. Yeah, I've no I I don't know. Oh, with the probiotics. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've taken a lot of different pre pro postbiotics. Postbiotics. What? So what's the prebiotic? Oh, that's the amoeba. <laughs> so one last thing. I'm going I'm gonna start soon one more dairy adventure. <laughs> I'm going to try making my own homemade mascarpone next, which is a an Italian cream cheese. Yeah, I've never actually had it. Very simple, Ooh. very easy to make. But I'm not going to do it in the traditional way with um, an acid. Normally, you heat up the milk, or sorry, cream, and you add an acid once it gets to 85 degrees. No warmer than 85. You dump in an acid, you take it off the heat, and the acid curdles the milk, turns it into solids. And you can separate that from the whey, which is different than buttermilk for some reason. Science reason. And uh, then you've got your creamy mascarpone. But what I read, okay, when I was in Italy, mascarpone was a yellow cream cheese. Not bright yellow, not a really concentrated yellow, Just but it had a yellow, yellow color, I guess. <laughs> um, it Sorry, looked like a custard, Italians. like a custard yellow. And I was reading about making mascarpone and I found one person who was using rennet to make their mascarpone, which is a traditional ingredient for making cheese. It's an enzyme that does the curdling instead of uh, a reaction with the acid. The enzyme Mm. breaks up the sugars in the milk and turns it into lactic acid. And the lactic acid then does all of that same stuff. He says that rennet mascarpone ends up with a mascarpone that's more like a dairy custard, which sounds a lot more like, to me, like the mascarpone I had in Italy that I can't find here anywhere. So I'm going to try that next. Nice. To be continued. Thank you. Thank you. Dang it, that's what I was going to do. Oh, shoot. Do it. You're going to do it better. Thank you for being our brother. brother.
Oh, did that might be too energetic, that? though. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take another run at it then. Okay. For, For being our brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was too energetic. <laughs> gotcha. For show notes, rockin' merch, and other brother goodness, check out our website at anotherbrotherpodcast.com. Be sure to come back next week. And tell your friends so they too can become a brother over there, brother over there.